You're listening to AIB Market Talk, bringing you financial market insights from AIB's experts. Hi, and welcome to our monthly podcast covering the latest release of the AIB-sponsored Irish Manufacturing and Services PMIs. I'm John Herfinan from our Treasury Unit, and joining me on this podcast is our Chief Economist, Oliver Mangan. For those who are unaware, the Purchasing Managers Index is an indicator to provide the measure of the health of an industry. If the reading is above 50, the industry is in an expansionary mode, and if it's below, it's in a contractionary one. Good morning, Ollie. If I can start with the AIB Irish Manufacturing PMI data, the return for manufacturing sees it remain in contraction in the month of April at 48.6, slightly down from the 49.7 in March, and out of the 51.3 we saw in February, it shows a trend that's in line with the other major economies. Can you bring us through the details of, of the April reading and the key findings in the report? Yeah, as you say, um, the April survey shows a further weakening in activity in the manufacturing sector. Well, the manufacturing sector here has been under pressure since last summer. We've been seeing a lot of readings for up below 50, not a collapse in activity, but a weakness in activity. And that is evident in other economies as well. I mean, as you referenced, the um, the Irish readings are 48.6 for April. The flash estimates we have for the Eurozone in the UK were 45.5 and 46.6 respectively, so much weaker than the Irish indicator. And pointing to very subdued global manufacturing activity. Now, the reason for that is, um, you know, we're seeing ongoing weakness in orders of production reflecting subdued demand conditions. We've seen very weak retail sales figures in recent quarters. Uh, so underlying demand remains weak, and that really is what's behind the weakness in the manufacturing sector. Uh, and against that backdrop, what we're seeing is spare capacity continue to rise in the sector, rising levels of inventories or fringe stocks. Uh, and uh, on a positive note, the softening of demand uh, is seeing a further improvement in terms of shortening of supply delivery time. So there's a lot of talk in the last couple of years manufacturing was rebounding very, very strongly about pressures on supply chains, difficulties in sourcing raw materials, difficulties in sourcing parts, delays in getting goods uh, to the customer, etc. That has greatly eased in recent months, partly due to improvement in the supply chain, but also the this weakness in demand. So, you know, the manufacturing sector remains very much subdued, and it's not just an Irish story, it, it's right across most advanced economies. Really reflects that weakness in underlying demand, and I think you can attribute that to the high inflation that is really eating into household disposable incomes uh, and putting downward pressure in terms of consumer spending. Now, not too surprisingly, if demand conditions are weak, we are beginning to see you know quite a marked easing in inflation pressures in the manufacturing sector. So for April, we saw the first fall in input prices. Again, manufacturers pay for the raw materials, energy costs, etc. For the first the first decline since June 2020. And that is beginning to translate into weaker growth in output prices uh, of manufacturers charged. So they increased at their slowest pace in 28 months. So the weak demand is leading to weakness in output and, and orders, rising spare capacity, rising stocks, uh, but clearly leading to marked easing of inflationary pressures in the manufacturing sector. And what about employment in the sector? How is that holding up? Yeah, employment continued to increase. Now, it was at a modest pace uh, right across the economy. We know there are tight labour markets. So manufacturers are still continuing to 
eat into their backlogs of orders that haven't been filled. Uh, and they remain reasonably optimistic on the outlook. So where they can, they're adding to the workforces in terms of an expectation that output at some stage will pick up. But also, um, you know, they've had difficulty in hiring workers uh, really over the last couple of years. So where they can, there's probably still vacancies there and they're adding to their labour force, their workforce. And overall then the outlook for the manufacturing sector is positive, negative or yet to be decided? Well, manufacturers remain optimistic about the next 12 months or what activity like 12 months time, but there was still there was a significant drop in confidence levels from March uh, into April. What I would point to is the ongoing weakness in orders. Now, it may well be that that optimism has been driven by an expectation that inflation will fall sharply. Uh, it's already starting to decline, like consumer price inflation. Uh, and that will eventually free up more uh, consumer spending power, see a pickup in orders and a pickup in activity in the sector. And Ollie, moving across to the services sector, it's kind of a tale of two cities, if you will, in that the AIB Higher Services BMI for April showed a very strong reading at 58.4 which, if I read correctly, it's an 11-month high. It's up from 55.7 in March. And that kind of divergence between the manufacturing number and the services number is in keeping what we're seeing internationally. What is the outlook for the sector? Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. There's quite a dichotomy now between the, the, the services sector and um, the manufacturing sector. And demand conditions uh, in the survey are reported to be very, very strong services. So... Uh, in marked contrast to the to the manufacturing side. So the reading is very strong, 58.4. But as you say, um, this is this divergence we're seeing in other, other economies as well. I mean, the service PMI reading is the flash estimates for the Eurozone, UK and US with 56.6, 54.9 and 53.7. Okay, not as strong as the Irish reading, but still, you know, consistent with very strong growth in services activity in those economies. And what we saw in April learned was another steep increase in new business volumes, um, including from overseas, you know, export business, reflecting the strong, you know, demand conditions both at home and abroad. Um, and this is leading to a further marked rise in the backlogs of orders. Uh, we see employment climbing at its fastest pace in six months, and firms remain, you know, quite optimistic in the outlook over the next twelve months. Now the survey covers four subsectors and what was noticeable was you know the pace of growth and the pace of increase in new orders was strong right across all the four sectors there had been a subdued level of activity particularly in the transport and tourism sector over the second half of last year into the early part of this year that's given way to a sharp rebound in that sector as well so we're seeing strong activity right across the services sectors that are covered in the survey now in contrast to the manufacturing side, what we're seeing is that very strong demand uh, is resulting in continuing elevated inflation pressures across the sector. Business continue to report a marked upper price pressure on input costs, particularly for wages. While the rate of increase in input price inflation has eased, it still remains very, very high. And not surprisingly then, you know, demand conditions strong, th these higher input costs are being passed on to customers in terms of higher prices being charged. Uh, and I have to say the rate of increase in selling prices has shown little change in recent months. So there's still, you know, the rate of increase remains strong and as it yet shows little sign of any marked deceleration like on the manufacturing side of the economy. So, you know, 
inflation pressures remain very, very pronounced on the services side of the economy. And Ollie, when you listen to what you're saying there in terms of the difference in the two two results, what does that say to the overall state of the Irish economy? Is there a balancing element to it? Does the manufacturing side of it outweigh the services in terms of value to the country? How do you see it? No, the services side is a far bigger part of the economy. Manufacturing activity would account for about 12% of employment. So in all economies, all modern economies, the services sector is far, far bigger um, and is the most important part of the economy. Now, notwithstanding that, we have early estimates from the CSO of first quarter GDP, and it's very much a provisional estimate, um, but they're expecting to see a decline in GDP in the first quarter, mainly driven by a marked fall uh, in industrial output in quarter one from the very high levels we saw last year. That's not a complete surprise. It's been widely anticipated that we see a marked acceleration in the pace of growth in the Irish economy this year, and those early estimates for quarter one are consistent with that. We've also got early estimates of quarter one GDP in the US, uh, in the Eurozone, and in the UK, certainly for the first two months of the year in the UK. And they're showing that growth is very subdued. And when you break down the data, what's particularly weak is industrial activity and retail spending uh, on goods. Uh, services activity performed much better. Uh, but sluggish enough growth in those economies. As, as well as the, the impact of higher inflation in terms of its reach through, in terms of household disposable income, which is weighing on, and then in terms of consumer spending, that higher inflation is weighing much more uh, on the goods side of the economy than the services side of the economy. So what we're seeing is what we call so- softness in retail sales volumes. Uh, but people continue to spend, let's say, when you think of services, personal services, uh, the hospitality sector, travel, uh, overseas holidays, etc. Those sectors of the economy remain very, very strong. Uh, and that's coming through here. And indeed, things like the, uh, despite the headwinds for the ICT sector, uh, we see strong data here for uh, IT companies. Also, things like general business services, financial services perform very, very strongly. Oliver, as always, thank you for your time. And thank you to all our customers and listeners for joining us today. Uh, Stay close to all our latest podcasts by pressing the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. AIB NI is a trademark used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.